I'm Jessica Ladd, and you're listening to the Inspired Weekly Podcast, episode 38, 10 Ways to Spend Quality Time with Family. Hey guys, it's Jessica Ladd with the Inspired Weekly Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Today, I am coming at you on a Monday morning, and I have no script this time. I have a few notes written in front of me, what I want to talk about, but no actual script to follow. So yes, that has been one of my goals to get this podcast down to a science and just be able to talk on a whim. You know, I do have a few little talking points, but I want to make it to where this show is unscripted for the most part. So this is my first go at an unscripted show. (laughs) So we had a great weekend. My father-in-law is here in Tennessee visiting with us from Michigan. And I got to say, it's really awesome to have a little bit of company here. You know, we live in Tennessee. We don't have a lot of any family for that matter living near us. So anytime we have company, it's always a refreshing thing. We get to show them around and and explore new things for ourselves as well. You know, being able to show other people where we live and, you know, the things that are around us. And we kind of get to see that for the first time as well when we do that kind of stuff together with them. So we went to Rock Island State Park, and that's pretty close to where we're at, where we live now. And before it was like an hour and a half from where we used to live. So it's kind of a cool thing. We can just do a hop, skip and a jump and we're in a great location. And this particular state park, I think, has a little bit of everything for everyone in the family. You know, they have a gorge overlook. They've got playground equipment for kids and definitely some awesome waterfalls if you're really into that. It was definitely a great time. And bonus, we missed the rain by at least 10 minutes. We pulled out of the state park and we found a little place that was serving some ice cream nearby. And so we stopped there and it just started to sprinkle when we arrived at this ice cream shop. So got lucky there. We did have to leave the ice cream shop. You know, we had already sat down and started eating our ice cream, but It was kind of cool. I love days like that where, you know, you think it might rain and the weather's going to be terrible, but you miss it just by, you know, the 10 minutes. So we were able to have a great time at the park and really just, you know, explore and at least get out of the house for a few hours. So that was really, really awesome. And I think that because, you know, we got to spend some really good quality time together as a family, that's why I was inspired to do this episode today. Doesn't it seem like everyday life is really what inspires me each and every time I do these episodes? I do feel like there is a theme here, and that's just really been one of my goals. Not so much for 2021, but, you know, late last year in the fall, I realized that, you know, spending that quality time with family is really super important. And so I've really tried to stick with that goal in my mind going into this year and all of the things that we've been doing so far. So I just wanted to talk a little bit more to you guys because I've been talking so much about how I have been spending more quality time, or at least I want to spend more quality time in my days with my family. 
I thought I would share some of those things with you guys. So I'm going to just dive right in. I have 10 ways that you can spend more quality time with your family. So let's go. Let's get started. So number one is taking walks. Now, this used to be a little more difficult for us. We used to live way out in the boonies, way, you know, we had a long driveway and (laughs) roads without sidewalks and everything like that. Didn't live in town. So it was a little bit harder for us as a family to go walking. But now we actually live back in town again. And I cannot tell you how awesome that has been for us. So convenient to just walk a couple hundred yards to the road. Of course, we You know, we still don't have sidewalks everywhere in town, but, you know, at least it's a little bit more comfortable of a walk, you know, paved roads and all that stuff. But taking walks is definitely a great way to spend time with family, especially after a long day. Sometimes my husband works a little bit later than he, you know, would like to, but when we do our walks, it gives us a chance to kind of reconnect and we get to tell him about our day. You know, my son and I, we spend most of the day together. We do homeschooling and all of that. So it gives us a chance to kind of just update each other on how our days went. Obviously, we're all just getting that exercise and getting that movement going, which is very good for you anyway. So definitely taking walks is right up there on our top. Now, of course, this doesn't always happen and it probably won't with your family either. But even just a couple of walks each week, will definitely help that reconnection and that bond to form with with each of the family members. Okay, number two on the list is to actually watch a TV series together. And this kind of will tie into the next one that I have for you. The TV series that we have been watching frequently are like the cooking shows and the baking shows on Netflix. Specifically, Nailed It. (laughs) So if you've ever heard of Nailed It, it's a baking show where three contestants are competing against each other and they have to make, you know, these crazy things sometimes, like beautiful crazy things in the kitchen. And obviously they have a time frame that they're supposed to get all this finished. And it just ends up being kind of one of those really silly, laughing type of TV series shows. And we've just been really enjoying it. But it is also inspired number three on my list, which is cook meals together or bake together in the kitchen. I don't know what it is. That show has just really prompted me to get back into baking again. You know, uh, when I was younger, I used to just really enjoy being in the kitchen and baking, you know, brownies and cookies and all of that. And actually, surprisingly, my son has really wanted to bake as well. The other day, he was so inspired. He said, Mom, I want to start my own baking show. So we went to Walmart, we got all the supplies, you know, the sugar cookies and the chocolate chip cookies and the cake mixes and all that stuff. And he just had a really good time. He set up the camera and recorded all of the steps and everything like that to his cookie baking extravaganza. You know, it was just so much fun to see his creativity and his imagination flowing in that moment. And, you know, he's got it all on camera, which he's been loving also. And it's just an experience that we will remember. But also cooking in the kitchen with your family is is just a great way to connect with each other, similar to the walks. You know, you're kind of catching up on what happened during the day. And it's just a really refreshing way to be together, not have any pressure put on you to, 
you know, be perfect or anything like that. Maybe you're cutting veggies together or putting a salad together. It doesn't matter. But just being in the kitchen is so wonderful. Okay, number four is obviously, this is a big one if you have kids, reading books together, whether that's at nighttime or even just during the day. You know, when my son and I get bored during the day, which is rare with all of the other school stuff that we have going on, you know, I will say, hey, let's go get a book and just read a couple of chapters. Another thing that kind of ties into reading books is that my son will like to dictate his stories to me you know, stories that he just makes up from his own imagination. He will dictate those to me and I'll write them in a journal, a special one just for him. And it's been so wonderful to just kind of hearing him and being able to see him grow in that way and being like, wow, you know, this homeschool stuff is actually working and he's actually learning so much. And he does. He has just such a great, vivid imagination. And I just am so proud of him, actually. So reading books or creating your own stories is a great way to spend quality time with those you love. And keeping with the theme of stories, number five is actually sharing family stories. Lately, my son has been super, super curious about when I was pregnant with him and like my journey and what he was like as a little baby and all that stuff. He just wants to know all the things. I will kind of share some of my fond memories of him when he was little, you know, things that stood out to me, things that are silly and funny to make him laugh, or I'll just share my own childhood memories. And actually recently with the snowstorms and stuff that we had a couple of weeks back, we were actually able to go outside and go sledding with our neighbors. Our neighbor was so kind enough to ask us to join them and their kids to go sledding. So my son actually got to go sledding for the very first time. Ever since he's been just turned two, basically, we've lived here in Tennessee. And of course, they don't really get a lot of snow here. So he's not been able to experience that. So it was really cool for him to be able to go sledding for the first time. And then I was able to just share some of my sledding experiences with him. And he just thought that was so cool that he got to kind of share that that same childhood memory. And of course, my husband and I, we still talk about our experience in Korea. We lived there for six months and kind of is still like it happened just yesterday. You know, we have a lot of fond memories of that time. And we really like to tell our son all the things that we did and things that we got to explore and see. So the many adventures we went on while we lived there are just things that are kind of those family stories that we love to share with our son. So... Definitely sharing the family stories brings you closer together as a family and really kind of creates that bond. Okay, number six is to help out the community. Now, we don't really do a formal way of helping out the community. Basically, when we see a need for it, we will reach out and try to help other people. We've done this a few times, you know, when we're out and about in town, we'll try to help give a meal to someone. And obviously, when we no longer need clothing and it's just kind of sitting around, then of course we're going to donate that clothing to those in need. And that is definitely helping out the community in the best way that we can give. And it's a really good influence on my son. He sees that we're doing that for other people. And I think he's going to grow up and say, hey, my mom and dad really helped out the community and did their part and did their best. And I want to kind of 
pay that forward. So we're kind of hoping that that's what will happen in the future. Okay, number seven, call grandma and grandpa. Come on, guys. I have said it a million times. We live in Tennessee. All of our family lives in Michigan up north. So, of course, you know, we don't really have the grandparents nearby or, you know, just a mile away from our house or anything like that. So what has been really awesome is I'll just give my son my phone and he'll get onto Facebook and he'll call his grandma and video chat with her. It's been kind of awesome to hear them talk about stories of their day and... I think this whole episode is really all about stories. It really is, if you think about it. But just hearing them connect and just be silly together is a really cool way to reach out to those who may not live in the neighborhood. And the same for me as a grown-up, too. I, I do try to reach out to my mom as often as I can and tell her to have a great day, even if it's just a quick message, because we all are so busy in our lives and we don't always have the time to just pick up the phone and call. So even just that quick message on social media really fast is still a great way to connect with those you love, even if they live really, really far away. Okay, number eight is have breakfast together. Now, this is actually more so reserved as far as in my life for me and my husband. My husband, you know, he's got to hightail it out of here first thing in the morning. So, you know, he has very limited time to talk or be with us in the early morning hours. So if I am done with my work and all of that stuff and I can go and have breakfast with him, it just kind of sets me up for success that day. We get to talk about what he's doing that day and how busy he's going to be and, you know, what he's going to be up to. And I try to tell him my plan for homeschooling and all of that just gives us a way to connect right there in the beginning of the day and makes for a fresh start too, in my mind. You know, starting out the day with someone you love and really just kind of talking about what's going to go on. It's just a really great way to start the day, in my opinion. Okay, number nine. This is a little bit more difficult with, you know, time constraints and I really do want to get better at this. And this is exercising together. When we lived at our old house, we used to always try to make it a priority to even just do yoga together. My husband and I used to be more diligent and actually really do workouts together. We used to do way back in the day, P90X and all of those things. And then it was Les Mills Combat. But we've slowly, slowly stopped working out together. So I think I do want to try to get back into that. For me, having somebody there next to me, it really pushes me to do a lot better with my workouts and gives me the confidence that I can make it through to the very end because he's always like, yeah, let's do this. You know, we can make it to the end and we're always trying to cheer each other on and it just makes for an easier, better workout, I feel like. But as far as like being a family, we definitely try to do yoga, even if it's just nighttime yoga. Again, not something that happens all the dang time, but we definitely try our best to fit that into our day, or at least once a week. So definitely exercising together is a great way to spend quality time. Okay, the last one on the list, and I, again, didn't really put these in any particular order of how they're supposed to fit in your day or in your week, but having family board game nights. This is another thing that we kind of adopted late last year in 2020 and have tried to continue this on on the weekends here in 2021. And that's just 
board game night, whether that's Yahtzee or we love Jumanji. We got that for our son last year for Christmas. So we've just really been enjoying all these family games. It's really fun. It makes us laugh. And it's kind of like being a team. You know, it kind of enhances that team player mentality where you're cheering each other on. And we always like, I actually always scream like when somebody gets a Yahtzee, it's just a fun time. And it really kind of brings that connection back, especially after like a long work week and you just want to settle in and, you know, have some laughs and just have fun as a family. It's, it's a good time. And that's actually the last one on my list for you today. And I really do think that the general goal here in all of these ways to spend quality time with your family is really just reconnecting and embracing the time that you do get to spend with your family. Like I said, even if it's just breakfast for 20 minutes or reading a book for 10 minutes, you're still creating that bond that hopefully will last for a really, really long time. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I tried to make it short and sweet. It was a little bit longer than our normal episodes, but that's okay. Hope you guys found it very helpful and found some value in it today. So here's to getting out there to chase that dream, creating the life you really want, spending more quality time with your family, inspiring others to do the same, and watching yourself grow in the process. Thanks for tuning in, friend, and I'll catch you in the next one.